Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prep Talk podcast, hosted by Not Really Mad, Fulfilled by Max and Pete's Flips. We have a very special guest today, Deke FBA. Um, he's been selling for a few months and um, really killing it over the last like two or three months. Um, but let's do a round of just uh, you know introductions, and then we'll we'll start peppering him with some questions. I'm fulfilled by Max. Um, yeah, Deke. Deke's the man, dude. I can't wait to get him get to know him a little bit better. Yeah, at not really mad with two D's at the end because you know I'm extra special uh, on on the Twitter sphere, running the Twitter streets. Yeah, my name's Sadiq, uh, Deke FBA on Twitter and Instagram. I've been selling for around a year now. Didn't really fully dive deep into it until around uh, March of this year, and yeah, I've seen a ton of success in the last couple of months. So you just had a huge uh, back to school season, so. Uh, is there anything that you like changed or, you know, did differently to really take advantage of that opportunity? Um, I just went deeper on what was working to begin with, because I've heard like all the banter on Twitter or whatever, all the flips for miles and all on Amazon, those guys, they said it's a mini Q4. So I realized I need to go a little bit deeper and what I was already buying that way I can have a pretty big uh, August. So you didn't really change anything specifically for back to school. You just, you just followed the same pattern. Yeah, I followed exactly what I was doing and just went a little bit deeper. Awesome. I think that's yeah. huge, too, because um, one thing that you hear a lot about on all of these live streams, and we just had a live stream with Miles as well, just focus on buying and selling products, right? Because that's, you know, people are going to try to switch to those back-to-school items, like probably all the Amazon community did, and then you got to take advantage of the the gaps in in the system, I guess you could say. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't do a lot of FBM. I think you did a lot of FBA, right? So, like, I mean, that's really kind of speaking to you, just taking advantage of what you know in your niche. Yeah, I definitely like I preloaded July with a ton of FBA, like I overloaded the prep center with a bunch of units, and then I did do my fair share of FBM. I did like a couple hundred shoes just from the outlets. Is there anything that you would change if you had to do it again? Yeah, so I would rip backpacks, bro. I, I barely <laughs> sold any this month. And I, and I know you guys were last month, and I know you guys ripped it like crazy. So I'm 100% taking advantage of that next year. Well, I mean, that really then speaks to how you're set up for the future, though, because if you didn't take advantage of like the, you know, some of the opportunities that were available specifically to back to school, you can then transition in the next month and really, you know, continue to keep running. 100%, yeah. With, while you were kind of, you know, navigating from like 10 to 20 to 60 to 100, were there any, was there anything that like, really slowed you up or really challenged you along the way? Yeah, it was. I was FBAing everything like year round except for uh, December of last year. And I think that was, I could have built capital a lot faster with FBM. But what really helped is in uh, March, I got my first business credit card, which allowed me to leverage a little bit more and get more inventory in there. Let me was see your hands. My hand? Yeah, let me see your hands real quick. I, pretty boy hands. That's why you weren't FBM, and I knew it. He's not. He's not built. He's not built for it, bro. I knew you weren't gonna be in the trenches. But but Deke did his own prep for a really long time. Like how how long did you do your own prep? I didn't switch until June, so like ten months. Oh, yeah. You you were prepping like fifty to sixty k months. Yeah, I did sixty like closer to sixty five in June. That was all prepped by me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I think this is this is a great time to throw in there. Don't go out and get a prep center or a VA in your first freaking week of selling on Amazon. I think I, I, I responded to someone not that long ago 
talking he was like oh i do 200 units a month i'm like any prep center recommendations no i actually told him i was like no i don't have a single prep center recommendation my recommendation is don't get a prep center and just uh fbm and go ra products so that way you can build that capital yeah so what sales per month tier would you guys say you think you should probably start looking for a prep because me personally i kind of knew well i got bullied i got cyber bullied into getting one a little early so it was actually good but I then once I hit that threshold, I kind of knew like clearly it was time to get one when it just was becoming overwhelming and I was actually just wasting time prepping my own products. Um, but what, what do you would you guys say typically like maybe like 25, 30K a month or? Yeah, I was going to say as soon as you can like realistically hit 500 units a month consistently, that's normally like the bottom line for most prep centers or at least the good ones. So as soon as you can consistently hit that and you're pretty confident hitting that every month then I would look to make the switch. Well, and I think that I've said this before, but I think everyone has to do their own analysis. Like if this is the only thing that you do, you could probably push it a little bit and really squeeze, you know, take advantage of, you know, not having to pay prep costs, you know, do sales tax advantage, that sort of thing. Um, but if you have a lot of other commitments and it's like taking tolls in other areas of your life, then maybe consider a little bit earlier. Um, Cause I, I think I started at like 15 K. Um, and made some pretty brutal mistakes, but you know, that then paid off in the long run because it set the, the framework, uh, for our group to then go ahead and know what to look out for in the next one. But what do you think, Max? Max Cap? Ooh, I mean, I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum than most people because I don't mind getting my hands dirty. I mean, I'm, I'm still FBMing right now. Um, I just did 112K last month. I'm FBMing. I still do some of my own FBA prep and I use the prep center. So um, I'll do whatever it takes to scale up. Like there's not, I'm, I'm not below, there's nothing that's like below me. Like I will do whatever it takes. Um, and I think that, so for me, I mean, a thousand, a thousand units a month. I don't really give it a, a, a dollar revenue limit i would say a unit limit and i would say a thousand units a month is prime to get that prep center yeah I mean, I mean, you do start losing money prepping your own product because you could be using that time to buy more product which is more a higher roi activity than prepping but i guess yeah i mean you want to turn the, the jets respect, in the same sorry to cut you off max in the same respect for me i've kind of like I've been sourcing products like crazy and for like probably around six to seven months now, um, I can go on online, max out my, my plum and literally like the first week of the month and then just focus on FBM and FBA and prep and everything like that. So when you come down to, I might even come back down to your sourcing skills, right? Because if we can source fast, like dude, all four of us could max out our plum in under a week so if we did that then you have more time yeah yeah 100 percent. and so Deke, did you have you done online arbitrage like the entire time or have you done other methods along with oa i've done oa since the start and i really didn't branch off until uh to ra until january of this year so right in the beginning of this year and i was just mixing it with the oa just to get my margin up higher and yeah that's was mainly the reason why. And besides drop shipping fake Jordans, are you in clothing, <laughs> apparel? What's your... It's all it's jokes, something... all jokes. Yeah, I mainly uh, shoes and apparel, and then I'll have some like one-offs, like health and household and whatnot. 
Got you. And is that your tax exempt in your state? Yeah, uh, PA has no tax on shoes and clothing. Right. What so that's the gang. That's the thing too about prep center though. Like sometimes for like high for like a higher priced item, it actually is cheaper to send it to a prep center if you have sales tax. If you're in like a ten percent sales tax state and you buy something for you know two hundred dollars to try to flip for like three hundred or something like that, you know you'd be paying twenty dollars sales tax when you know prep center might cost you two or three dollars for that item. So I guess like playing yeah. games like that. For sure. Yeah, you definitely see like the PA guys in my experience like struggle to navigate into like prep center because a lot of people start with apparel and that's tax free. Whereas like other people in those states, they are just like, I want to get rid of this right now because it it saves me money so much quicker. Um, what percentage do you think um, you are RA versus OA at this point? Oh, month to month, it's normally like ninety percent OA, ten percent RA. But then just for back to school, like there was a ton of sales in July and the beginning of August. It was probably like close to 50-50 this month. So then are you running around yourself um, doing all of that or do you have systems in place to manage it? Yeah, I have RA workers. I have two college buddies that live across the street from me. I send them to the outlets. And then here and there, I'll go to if I know there's like certain SKUs I want extra, like 30 more pairs extra for me. And I like doing RA too. So sometimes I just go hop in, hop in the car and go for fun. Nice. What's your system for like RA for people that have never done it before? Do you go in with a game plan or kind of in the beginning, I'm guessing you kind of just have to go in there, scan everything, get familiar with what sells at that outlet. And then kind of, you know, as you go there more and more, you get a little more familiar and you're able to kind of navigate it better. Is that kind of, or do you go in with a game plan or just start out fresh? Well, I guess, what would you recommend for like new sellers? Should yeah, they look new, up online SKUs or what's the deal? For new sellers, I 100% recommend, well, you really don't have any choice. You have to scan everything to understand what performs well, right? And over time, you'll understand what your best SKUs are. You'll go in, uh, get those SKUs, check out, and then leave. And it's as simple as that after you get the reps in the beginning. So, are you using a seller app? Yeah, of course. Of course. Do, do you... When you go into seller amp and you're going to the outlets, do you ever, um, instead of scanning UPCs, do you ever type the codes in or type the product names in instead in case there's no UPCs? I've never really sourced outlets before. Um, oh, so no. I was wondering for clothing and apparel. I normally just scan because if there is multiple listings, you'll like in the pop ups, they'll, they'll give you the ranks and the prices too. So I normally just click on the lowest rank item. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got a question real quick. Deke, we got a mutual friend starting up in Amazon right now. And actually Pete, Pete's met him. Max, Max hasn't, but looking back, giving him advice, Gunner, giving Gunner advice. Do you like, do you see any similarities in the questions that he's asking versus the questions you had? Um, is it more so like, are you, kind of like how are you how are you going about it do you think like do you look back at some of the questions and like kind of get reminiscent or laugh and be like i remember when i struggled with this or i think this like this is something that everybody in the community struggles with like talk us through that experience a little bit yeah so in the beginning i had a group of friends i started with and we were all beginners too so we were all literally just watching miles and warner and garrett's videos we were we graduated from youtube university amazon fba <laughs> edition bro um, the, yeah, we were literally getting all our questions answered there. So I didn't really ask too many questions, but for him, it's like, he asked me, um, to FaceTime me to prep a shipment recently. 
And I remember because I had to FaceTime one of my boys. We were on the call for three hours just trying to get me through my shipment. So, yeah, that reminded me of that. Was it was it through Seller Central? Uh, no, it was through Inventory Labs. I was just so confused of how to set it up and everything. Oh, I was talking about for um for Gunner because I mean. Oh yeah, who was Seller Central? I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, it get confusing though. I hear a lot of people yeah. don't really enjoy going through Seller Central. Yeah, yeah, That's it really cool. really speaks to the uh, the learning curve that you know is Amazon. Like all these little details. We're in a group chat with Gunner and everybody, and you know, seeing all of them, I'm like, whoa, there is just so much to learn. Um. What do you, what did you do to kind of make that learning curve as like easy as possible? Um, it was a lot of networking, a lot of talking to the other guys because most of the guys I talked to or that are in my circle, they started a month or two before me, so they already went through like the, um, the the basics, I guess, before me. And I just asked them, "What do I do here? What do I do there?" And they would just answer it. So then, and you're really active on Twitter. Did you meet them through Twitter or they were, or they like in real life friends? No, no, I met them on Discord. I came from a sneaker reselling background and we always, we all used to sell shoes back in the days. How, uh, how long did you sell, uh, you know, do sneakers? Like, I mean, I see a lot of people coming in from the sneaker community and like, do you feel like any of those um, learnings helped you along the way with, with Amazon? Yeah, I've been in sneakers for around three years. I started when I was 16. I'm 19 now. Um, and it's definitely helpful. Like, I did a different type of sneaker reselling. I didn't do hype shoes. I did unhyped shoes, and I would find them discounted uh, or with coupons, and I would sell them on um, Goat, StockX, or eBay for a profit. So I already knew my way around certain sites and how to uh, avoid cancellations and certain discount codes and whatnot. Why did you switch to uh, Amazon versus just staying with that? Uh, I knew it was, I knew it was going to have a it was a higher ceiling. The volume is way higher. The profits are larger, and yeah, I knew it was where I wanted to be. I feel I like a lot of the people that are that really start to take off in Amazon um, have a background in sneaker selling. I know. I mean, in our chat, John was was got his start in in reselling sneakers, and I mean he was he was doing anything i mean that guy john's is, john's a special case though because i mean i remember what we were doing we were doing back to school and he was strapped on capital at one point and he was like dude if i could sell like body parts right now for capital to buy product and buy inventory i would like you know, he had in a backpack <laughs> dude he just sold like thirty thousand dollars worth of shoes he had sitting around yeah <laughs> It's just like crazy. <laughs> These young kids just are, are stacked with, with cash. Um, yeah. Is there anything about, that you miss about uh, just sneaker reselling off of Amazon? Yeah, the one thing I do miss is StockX and Goat didn't have returns on any shoes. So that profit with yours, 100%. If you wanted to take a $5 or $10 profit, you could and not think twice. So, with, yeah. with Goat and StockX, did you ever have any like issues with like inauthentic or anything like that? Or was it a pretty pretty smooth process for you? It was pretty smooth because it was coming right from like Nike and Foot Locker or whatever. Like, yeah. Nice. Any uh, so we've been getting a lot of a lot of questions about this in our chat um, with some of the newer guys, Peter. Any uh, any tips for ungating? Gotta you gotta ask. You gotta ask, bro. Any real site, big brand sites, gonna let you through with ten units. You might have to resubmit a couple of times. Just keep doing it until you get ungated. Yeah, 100%. So I have a conspiracy, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. 
I think that if you submit an ungating request late at night, you have a higher success rate than if you submit one during the workday. Because I feel like you're going to get a VA from somewhere that will just kind of look at it, be like, oh, it has all the information, and then say, cool, let's go. What do you think about that? Have you have you noticed any trends like that? I have no opinion on ungating, bro. Like every single time I've submitted a legit invoice, I've gone ungated in the first try. Alright, you don't have to brag, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> people out there that still can't get ungated, and they've been yeah, doing it. cool, bro. Like, geez, like, come on. Yeah, Max really had to work for it. Yeah, um, trying to ungate Nike, bro. And and you're still going to college. Is is there anything that like you've done to help manage like both of those two? you know, really big tasks in your life? Anything that's made it easier? Yeah, the boys and my virtual assistant. Um, the boys help me source all the time. Like, we all came from a sneaker resign background. We still sell, uh, sell sneakers, and we'll just hit site-wide sales together. We'll just run through it, send each other the leads, and we'll just buy it up. So that saves me a lot of time on sourcing. On the admin side of uh, the things, my admin VA, she's amazing. She'll sort my emails, reprice for me, um deal with order tracking and stuff like that and then the prep center obviously for prepping units at what point did you decide to bring on a va and like what so i think a lot of people are wondering and me myself included actually because we're actually looking to do this too is what are some things that you have like when you first got the va did you have sops in place that you all right i want you to source monday through friday four hours a day and then the other four out of the days four day four hours out of the day week you know, I want you to do admin tasks. Like, how do you kind of split that up? Because I feel like if you just want them to source 24-7, they'd end up, you know, one day not showing up to work. So <laughs> how do you kind of split that up and everything? Yeah, um, I think we hired her way too early. We got her in January, but we just liked the idea of having a VA. And thankfully, it worked out right. But um, we don't. We didn't have any SOPs. We still don't have any SOPs. We just have the five days a week, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, right? And then what we were doing is for the first couple of weeks, we were all taking turns or like together making an effort to train her because she didn't she didn't have any Amazon prior knowledge. So we trained her from the ground up, which I think is super helpful. And we were just on calls with her every single night, running, running her through like the sales cycles and what to look for and how to source her. Right? So how long did it take um, for your VA to kind of develop like a level of like trust and competence that you were just like, I, you know, we can be a little bit more hands off. We'll just check in. We'll make sure that she's feeling good. How long did that take? Yeah, it was definitely like after I want to say like two months. Cause again, we did train her from the ground up and she had to learn like uh, the more advanced things with Keepa and variations and things like that, things like that. And then after that, we were more or less checking on her and making sure uh, her leads were good. And we were just reviewing them from there. Nice. And yeah. so she just source like what how did she split up her day? Did she just source all day every day? Like do you have a set time limit like hey, or do you just give her tasks? Like, all right, she so for admin tasks, like what does she do for admin stuff? Yeah, she does um repricing, which is helpful. Uh she puts my seller board cost of goods in, which is like the most helpful thing ever. That's yeah, that was amazing. Um she sorts my emails for like confirmed, shipped, uh delivered, just easy to see where your units are at. And then she'll help with my receiving sheet too for the prep center. Cause I don't want to do that. Oh, so she goes into your email and like sorts for what do you like? What do you mean by that? Like as it's coming in, she'll be like, all right, this, these are like, yeah, I guess balancing your spreadsheet. Um, yeah. So she 
Um, yeah, we all have individual work emails because I share it with my buddy. Um, and then she'll, as the emails come in, like order confirmed, order shipped, order delivered, there's different labels and different categories you can put in within the email just so I can check in, pop in here and there and see where my units are at. Wow. Yeah, see, that's super helpful because that's something that I definitely do like once every two weeks or so. I'm kind of mm -hmm. doing it as I go, but then I'll do like a big make sure everything's kind of labeled up like maybe once or twice a month. So that would be definitely be nice to have someone kind of actively do that. Yeah. Um, interesting. In terms of like email sharing and like password sharing for your VA, I know a lot of people are probably going to be wondering this and I'm wondering this myself. Like what do you give her access to? Like does she have access to go into your seller central? Like is there specific e like emails and accounts you have just set for her so that way it's not kind of like crossing – yeah, she has limited access to my inventory lab just so she can go through the closed batch and grab the prices for seller board. Um, the email is just a work email, so she has the login and password there. Seller board, I, I trust her enough at this point. Like, we didn't give her admin tasks until a few months ago, and I already trust her a lot anyway, so I just gave her the username and password there as well. Gotcha. That's interesting. Um, hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's interesting. For the, uh, what's it called? So for Inventory Lab, you can make it so someone has limited access? Like how yeah, there's, there's check boxes of things they can see and what they can't see. So the only thing she can see there is, uh, I think it's uh, batches, I think. Closed batches is how you grab the prices. Interesting. So it has like a separate login. She logs in and it's just like kind of like a, a yeah, view. Yeah, login. Yep. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. I didn't know they did that. That's neat that they have that built in. Mm -hmm. And your prep center is using Inventory Labs? Yep, correct. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to to note. Just because, I mean, I don't think any not every prep center uses inventory labs to ships. Like ours, ours uses a different program, so mm -hmm. we have to include a different um, space for for that aspect. If if you had to do it again, would you start her in sourcing, or would you have started with admin tasks? Is there any like uh, things you would have changed about how you trained um, your VA? Yeah, initially we started with sourcing, moved her to admin, and now she does like a hybrid of both, right, in her free time. But I think it was good to have her do sourcing first too because now she understands like exactly how to reprice, what price we should be getting things at, and just she, overall she knows more about Amazon. So that was pretty good. And then, yeah, that's all I have for that. How did you so, uh, set up the training for her? Like. What did that look like per week, per day? Like, was it, you know, one hour a day? You guys would kind of do that for the first couple of weeks? Or did you have a bunch of YouTube videos lined up for her to just watch and learn? Or kind of how did that work? I wish we had YouTube videos lined up. Um, so there was four of us to start in the beginning. We would all just take turns or uh, some of us would hop into a call with her for around like one to two hours a day, just training her up, teaching her keep a seller amp variations. Uh, sales cycles, discount codes, uh, how to get the price cheaper, discounted gift cards, all of that stuff, all the basics. Awesome. Does she do any purchasing for you? No, I don't trust anybody with that yet. No. Yeah, yeah that one, that one, that one. I think would take a long time to kind of develop that trust and and get comfortable handing over the VCC uh, virtual credit card for those that are unfamiliar with that term. Um, but do what? Are, what are you aiming to do? Over the next like six months, is there any wholesale you want to do? Do you just want to really run it up on OA? What are your goals over the next like six months to a year? Yeah, I'm definitely going to run it up with OA for as long as I can. That's just my bread and butter. That's what I'm used to. I've been doing it for the last three years, essentially, just on a different platform. And then I want to introduce uh, wholesale around like Q1 of next year. 
I just want to ride out LA for the remainder of the year. Have have you started to like lay the, the groundwork for wholesale or are you just going to start, you know, next year, early next year? I've been consuming some content here and there, asking some questions. I'll probably start to reach out pretty soon as well, but I don't want to be buying or doing any purchasing until uh, Q1 next year. All right. Well, thank you so much, Deke, for, for joining the pod today. Um, where can people find you at? Yeah, I'm on DKFB, or it's DKFB on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I'm at. And I'm mainly on Twitter. Awesome. And he's a great follow, really, really engaged, always responds, always likes, retweets a lot. Um, one of the nicest guys on Money Twitter. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for tuning in and we'll see you next time.